Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Photography Chat with Merlin. Uh, we're in season two, episode 36 with uh, Han Fawn. Um, we'll just wait for her to get on here. And then we'll get started with the chat. Hope everyone's been staying safe out there. And for all my Canadian pals, hope you guys have... Uh, either voted or planning to vote. Um, very important. Alberta friends, stay safe. Sounds kind of crazy out there right now. Um, and just in general, yeah, kind of wild times. That's awesome, you've been waiting for this, Danielle. I'm stoked. And hey, Edward, good to see you, man. There she is. Okay, we will invite her in. Hello. How's it going? I'm well. How are you? I'm not too bad. I love your glasses. Yeah. My, my what? Sorry. Your glasses. Oh, yeah. I call them my invisible frames because I lose them all the time because they're clear and then I can never find them. <laughs> is that just because these are clear ones or is that just an excuse for like, you know, glasses? <laughs> losing them all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I always kind of wanted clear ones, but I don't know if I could ever pull them off. Yeah. No, I think you can. Okay. I mean, you already have the big frames going. It's just simple, you know, transition into. It's a start. Yeah. Like my, my very first glasses, and I cringe when I see like young photos of me in them, were like super tiny, like almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what's it? Morpheus from like the Matrix, yeah. like tiny, tiny ones. But, you know, I blame that on it being like 1996. And sure that's <laughs> that's what it was uh, uh, nick calling vince asks uh, what is the temp there rock that beanie nick yeah he's like such a troublemaker that guy uh it's probably 80 degrees i don't know it's warm out so but i'm i'm always in a beanie Okay, I'm curious about that because I've never understood this phenomenon. I've noticed that when I've gone to California is like seeing the beanie folks in mm -hmm. summertime. And like in Canada, we call them toques. And we call the beanies toques. Got it, got it. Um, and I've only ever seen like hipsters rock them here outside of wintertime. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Not that you or anything, but I was just always kind of curious, like, do you ever, like, feel really hot in, in one of those when it's, like, hot out, or? I think if I have to walk a lot uh, in a beanie, yeah, it's hot. Otherwise, it's fine. Like, like people at work call me Beanie Baby because I'm always in a beanie. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I gotta say, it's a good look. It's distinct to you, because, like, that was the, one of the things I've noticed in all the photos I've seen posted of you <laughs> in uh, the, uh, the beanies. Never with that one. Yeah. Yeah. It just cool. is easier also, because I never comb my hair. Maybe once a year. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, you don't have... I like a toque when I had hair and was not wanting to do anything with it, but then I decided to just forego hair and not do yeah it. i think that's easier i'll trade you i mean if I'm, you want 
it's Care really about. simple to do this if you want. You can just like, you know, yeah, barber, like go to Walmart and pick up like one of the and just, yeah, <laughs> just go at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> try it at least once in your life. It's very free. I, I think I want to, yeah. I mean, get all the baby hairs back and feel my scalp for real. It's a very weird feeling when you when it's coming back and your head kind of turns into Velcro for like a week or so. And just like <laughs> Velcro. To it. <laughs> uh, photography chats. <laughs> well, that's the fun of photography chat. Yeah, it's, it could be anything. It's loosely related in photography and just the idea of uh, I like photography and I happen to just talk to different photographers once a week. <laughs> Yeah, and I dig it. I have been digging it. Thanks. I appreciate that. You were you're a fan favorite. So many people were like you you need to get um her on the chat. So, you know, I listen to the fans. So many people is that JP? Just the one fan that I have is JP. Yeah. <laughs> Not just JP. There was there was a few other people. Mostly JP. Yeah. <laughs> nice. JP's yeah, exactly. I mean, he's kind of like the link to everybody, I feel like. Um, I, I found, you know, your um, Instagram and your chat through him because you had him on, like, what, last year or something? Yeah, that was he's actually... like an OG uh, guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His was the first episode that I watched, and then after that I was like, nice, this is cool. Yeah, when he was in his, like, lab 3D printing up a storm of, like, random concoctions. <laughs> And was he just like, hey, I have an extra of this. You can have this. Let me send it to you. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty wild about that. But that's yeah. like really cool about the photo community that, that I've really admired and I, I find amazing. It's just like how welcoming and warm and generous, um, you know, the vast majority of people in the photo community are. Absolutely. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Like, I remember when I first started out and just reaching out to a ton of people when I just had like point and shoots and I wanted to get into medium format and everyone was like, you know, I don't know, willing to answer questions and willing to like, let me borrow their camera. And I don't maybe, well, I don't know, maybe this is like a blanket statement that I shouldn't make, but I don't see that in other communities, you know, um, and this is special people, people are pretty cool. Yeah, you don't really see it. Like, I think that's a fair blanket statement to make is that, you know, you don't see that in a lot of other communities. Um, I think, like, the portability of cameras and stuff helps. Because, like, you know, mm -hmm. if you're into, like, you know, the JDM life or something, someone's not going to be like, yo, here, borrow my GTR. I hear you, like, want <laughs> shit or something. <laughs> like, right. That's not going to happen. But, like, you know, I definitely have more cameras than I can shoot with all of the time so like if I run into someone that's curious about trying something and I have it I'll be like here just take it for a bit because it's just sitting on my floor right now absolutely it's really cool <clears throat> very cool so that leads I guess kind of my first question what got you into all this craziness like how did you get your start with uh, with photography oh man that's Ooh, let's see I started shooting because of my dad, first and foremost. Like, growing up, he, you know, always had a camera on him. Um, and I think he was mostly a film shooter, um, analog, until probably 
like a decade ago maybe um but yeah like my childhood it was always him carrying a camera around uh and then in middle school when I would go on like field trips he would buy um disposable cameras for me and she'd be like here have at it you know I'll, I'll print out um the photos for you um and then I think when I was in high school I transitioned to like Canon power shot or something like that you know when those things first came out and they were eight megapixels but like six (laughs) dollars and everyone looked like a box that's how i got started with digital was the power shot i had like an a60 oh man but you still remember that's crazy and then upgraded to the a75 and uh (laughs) and those things ate double a batteries like mother truckers yes yes they were terrible super super portable um I still yeah. kind of miss the portability of it. Like the tiny ones that would fit in the palm of your hand, right? They're so yeah. great. Yeah, I like those a lot. But I don't know, one thing led to another. And then I was like, let's try film. And that was a rabbit hole that's been leeching money for did, years now. <laughs> did your dad ever uh, let you play with his like uh, his, his main cameras? Or was it just always he just hooked you up with disposables? Um, no, he had like a couple of the Nikons that like he grew up using and he, he let me borrow them. But I think at that time I was just like, I don't know manual controls. Do you have something I could literally point and shoot with? So that one that led to my other question was like, yeah, was your dad like an OG Canon guy or Nikon guy or like Nikon through and through even now? Like he started with the Nikon FG. Uh, That's a great one. Yeah, there he still has them. I have them now, actually. The FG then, is dope, except the one thing that like always fucked me up with my FG when I shot one is you have to make sure you go through all the way with the stroke when you're advancing, because <laughs> if you just do it real quick, you have yeah. overlapping frames. In yes. It. Fuck it. I, none of my other cameras I've ever had that happen, but the FG all the time. It's just if you do it too quick, it doesn't advance the way. That's kind of weird, though. I mean, like, why wouldn't they put a fail safe or something or just make it advance normally? I don't know. <laughs> I ended up buying a power winder for it, though, which made it sound like wicked awesome because it's like, wow, wow. And it was just really cool. But I ended up, when I got bigger Nikons, I ended up just selling that guy to a friend. What was the bigger Nikon that you got? Oh, man. I went on, like, an orgy of buying (laughs) cameras in, like, 27, late 2017, early 2018. Shit was still kind of cheap. And I bought the FG off of a friend when I was getting into film. And then I looked on Craigslist, and I saw that um, there was, like, F80s for really cheap. And I was like, fuck, I always wanted an F80. Because my first digital, like, real digital DSLR was a Nikon D70. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought a Nikon F80 and then I found an F100 super cheap and I'm like I always wanted an F100 so I bought the F100 and then um, like a couple months after buying the F100 I found an F5 really cheap oh my god I've always wanted an F5 and so I bought the <laughs> F5 and that's been like my main my main guy I, I love the F5 it's it's been a great camera um, it got stolen from me once <laughs> And it was gone for like a month and, and managed to get it back. Um, the so same camera that got stolen? Yeah. I don't know 
ways right now. I've been shooting much film lately, so I don't... It's somewhere in the house, I'm sure. I don't think I've lost it. Maybe I did. Row, row. Um, <laughs> somewhere in the house, because I, I feel like I'm cheating on film a little bit, because I just recently picked up... Um, a what is it's a, a Fuji X-T2. Oh my goodness. A, a couple of friends have just really been like on me about trying mirrorless and yeah. um, Big Head Taco finally pushed it over the edge and I was like, <laughs> okay, I have to like try this and I found a really good priced X-T2 and yeah. um, you know, it's kind of like reinvigorated a bit of passion for shooting as much as I fucking hate Fuji so much with like the deepest passion <laughs> in my heart. I hate them so much, but <laughs> really nice. It's it's a really it's a really nice camera. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing really good things about their mirrorless. I mean, everyone's kind of jumping ship, or if they are jumping ship, it's to Fuji. Yeah, and it's been pretty cool. Like, I really wanted an X Pro two to get that like digital mm -hmm. rangefinder kind of thing, but they're really hard to find used because. Fuji kind of shit the bed with the X-Pro3. Like, they didn't make it that distinct in, like, that big of a jump for people to, like, want to upgrade. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people have been hanging on to their X-Pro2s. And when they do put them out there, they're pretty, like, they're still pretty expensive. Um, but what I didn't realize, what Take, like, Big Head Taco, told me, he's like, the X-T2 and the X-Pro2 are functionally the same camera. Just one is kind of like SLR based to feel like an SLR camera and the other one's a rangefinder based. But he's like the CPU, the processor, the the sensor, everything. He, it's all the same. And these go for like way cheaper than X-Pro2s. So X-T2 prices are probably going to shoot up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you have to do is make a YouTube video. No, then, uh, no. Yeah. I will leave that to the other peoples out there. I I don't know if I'll do YouTube yet. I or ever. Um yeah. It's it seems really daunting. Like this in and of itself, once a week seems uh very time consuming. And that you've been so consistent is crazy. Well, so I've wanted to give up a few times because um it's it is a lot of work. Um, and remembering things, because I, I do everything by myself, and I try to remember things, and my memory has been uh, dog shit since the car accident last year. Yeah. You know, I've, I've messed up scheduling a ton of times, because, like, I'll talk to people, but then I won't write it down, and then I'll talk to another person, and be like, yo, let's do this thing, and then I'll double book or triple book people, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I've, like, got to fix everything now, and uh, so now I'm whiteboarding things so that I can remember new shit and uh hopefully it won't mess it up as much and jp's here now so we can all take a sigh of relief um, <laughs> i'm done thank you good night yeah <laughs> but it's been fun like there, there's been a few times though that i've, I've been like you know what i want to shut it down because it's just a lot of work yeah but every time i kind of start feeling that way someone will reach out and talk about like you know how cool it's been for them to like come across the chats or like you know, how much they look forward to them and I was like 
okay, I, you know, I can't stop yet. So yeah. And people still want to talk with me, which um, <laughs> is surprises me because I don't find myself that terribly interesting. Um, well, the thing is like, you don't have a script. That's what it is. That's really, it's, it's refreshing to get different people on and to not have to hear the same questions. And, you know, it's, it's literally just a, what do you call it? Um, I don't know, an impromptu talk, I guess. That's yeah. scheduled. So. Well, it's just, so I, it all started because um, <laughs> it started from a cooking show that I was doing. <laughs> I, like I was stuck in my for cooking. Yeah, yeah. So I used to do this thing called cooking with Merlin because I was like bored in my house and in my house bored during the pandemic lockdowns, and I saw these other people doing lives, and I was like, "What's this live shit?" And so I would turn it on while he's like making dinner, and people yeah. would just like hang out and like chat with me and the, like the chat thing and comment on my music that was playing while I was cooking dinner, and I was like, "This is kind of fun." And then photographers started showing up in it and asking photo questions. Yeah. I realized you could like suck another person in so you didn't have to be the <laughs> person talking. I was like, oh, I can share the misery with someone else. <laughs> um, and yeah, from there, people were like, you should just do the photo thing more often. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't done a cooking episode in like quite a while. It's just been the, the photo ones. And uh, yeah, Jason. Can that quickly? What's that? Just you and another photographer cooking while chatting. That would be kind of fun. I've talked to one photographer who's a bit shy, and we've decided for their episode, we're just going to get drunk in a parking lot when we're in the same town sometime and just do a photo live while we're wasted somewhere. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't know if I could do the film soup thing, because, like, I have a lot of trouble with, with the film, because I don't like the idea of ruining film. Oh. I don't mean stooping your film, just cook and talk. No, no, someone in the comments said cooking film soup, and I'm just, I don't, oh. I don't know if I could do that. I just, it's cool um, that people do it and get great results, but, like, my fear with that, and this is also why I don't shoot, like, the Revlog and, like, the crazy, like, film mm -hmm. that is, like, what if it's a shot that I really like and I wished it wasn't all fucked up like that and mm -hmm. I wanted, like, the shot as it would have been if I just shot it on regular film. Right. Yeah. And there, I don't really know how souping works. The the soup? I get, so you like, I can't remember if you do it before or after, but like somewhere along the process, you take your like film rolls and mm -hmm. like put them in a liquid. Anyway. Oh. Like, yeah. So and then it like fucks the film up and it gives you weird janky results. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like, there's some people that, that do some beautiful work with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone's like, I don't know how cooking works, Han. <laughs> so, uh, don't microwave it. I know that much. <laughs> you could try microwaving film. I don't know if anyone's tried it. It's, it could TM, TM it now, because then it's going to be a thing. Yeah, exactly. Trademark. Um, AP says, I know someone that can soup your films and enjoy the static says, do not eat the film soup. <laughs> yeah. How are you so caught up on the chat? I'm like, every time I try to press on it, 
my fat fingers start texting. It's just practice from from uh, doing this all the time. If it don't come out good, it was never shot. That's a fair one. Yeah. For uh, sure. Yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, I, I have a ton of Nikons. I just got this cute little guy today, and it's like the cutest thing. I look at it. It's got a little face. Put it in your palm and then show everybody. It's got a little face in it. And <laughs> it's like the cutest damn can. And it comes with stickers. There's a little sticker. <laughs> like, are you supposed to put the stickers on the Polaroids that come out? I don't know. Let's see. I, I'm, I've never... Oh, what the shit? It's free stickers to... Oh, they're like double-sided thingies so that you could like mount the stickers on, uh, mount the photos on things. Oh, nice. That's yeah. cool. That's neat. I've never shot with... And it's such a tiny little little Polaroid. It's just a little baby. Oh. Here, it's so tiny. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it like fits inside. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's adorable. I it is super adorable. I'm really curious about this. I know that there's like a lot of hate for this right now because someone out there rumored that they killed Spectra for this camera. Whoa. Which there's a lot of saltiness about about that. About this. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you are, are you a Polaroid shooter? Uh I talk about Polaroid a lot to people because I don't know anything about it. You don't know or maybe, uh, maybe pe people talk about Polaroid a lot to me because I have questions. So you don't you don't have a Polaroid yet then? <sighs> I feel like I have it. I have something somewhere. Just what, what I kind have of what Polaroid do you have? Oh man, like from the nineties Polaroid. Oh here, <laughs> this thing that my boss gave me and she gave me like a pack of film oh it's an impulse those are cool yeah. and then my partner good. has like uh is it is it the sx that's the polaroid right oh the, the foldy the foldy guy yeah 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 all right hold up your polaroid we'll we'll do polaroid shots here <laughs> this so... is the very first shot of my tiny polaroid <laughs> that's awesome this thing is hilarious. Is it so? Is it kind of like the Instax Mini? Is that what it's supposed to be like? Yeah, I think they're totally competing with the Instax Mini, but it's tinier than a square because, like, I yeah, I'm surprised at how fucking small it is. Yeah. Where where's a square frame? I know I've got yeah, like a square fits inside of this. It fits inside of a square. Oh my god. Small. I love really, really tiny things and then like really, really large things that don't make any sense. Like, what's, um, the, what's the largest thing that doesn't make sense that you love? Eight by 10 film. I don't get how big it, how long, I, I have no words, but it's, it makes me giggle all the time. I, I want an eight by 10 so fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, you should do it. I, well, I have like, I'm like 70% of the way to be able to do 8x10 Polaroids. I have the processor. I have ah. colors. I have film. I just don't have an 8x10 camera because so they're, they're so fucking expensive. Is that it? Just the camera? That's not... <laughs> I have everything but the camera. Um, I have a 
that has an eight by ten uh, that he's like bring over the Polaroid sometime and <laughs> we'll uh, we'll try making it. So Dude. I don't know. I might try like his eight by ten camera to see if I actually want it. But yeah, you know, it's even wilder than eight by ten. Is there something bigger? There's so much more bigger. Um, <laughs> really. They uh, Polaroid thinks that they're jokes, like it's not real. <laughs> no, no, this like Polaroid made a camera that was like they used a room to make it, um, so that they could take full body instant photos of uh firefighters from 9 11. Oh, shit. yeah, dude. Did someone like publish that work? Is that? somewhere i don't know where can i see it i think it's out there somewhere but like they like top to bottom like full height photos of people like in mm -hmm. like the 20 by 24 rolls but they made the camera big enough so that they could like roll the roll out to like the height of the person so that like the, their photo could like be like side by side with the person did like five people pull up dark slide at once like that was <laughs> it must have it must have something like that yeah else um, did those ones too. And then she also had one of the Polaroid 20 by, like the legit real Polaroid 20 by 24s. Like there's a couple of like other 20 by 24 cameras that were out there, but I think Polaroid only made like a handful of them. And um, Dorfman had one of them and hers that was crazy. Like, yeah, and Brandy says there's a documentary out there the wild thing with hers was she never owned it. It was like a lease from Polaroid. That was just like a long-term lease that she had. So it was like fucking yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, in, yeah, they made a 40 by 80 camera once someone said in the, the comments. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> they get wicked huge. Like you can, yeah, I, I, I saw one camera at Policon, Policon 3, um, Ian Kazankov had a trailer camera. It was like a car trailer that he had turned into a camera. <laughs> and to, like, do focus adjustments and to like frame up the photo, he had to like literally back his truck like backwards and forward. That's so cool. To That's wild. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy, like, some of the absurd things people can do with, with cameras. Yeah. Stuff. That's bananas. Yeah, no, um, you should definitely get a ca uh, an 8x10, though. Um, I think JP picked one up. He said it wasn't that expensive, but I don't know what that means. Yeah, like, under a grand, maybe, hopefully. Cool. I think like, Armand at the Den Camera Exchange has one for me. I just have to like get him money and then sort out shipping. And I was kind of hoping to be able to pick it up. Like if I went down there for Policon, but uh, thanks Delta variant. for <laughs> Ruining. Um, yeah. Just making everyone's dreams come true. So hardcore. Um, the picture quality without a flash really sucks. We just. I can't, yeah, I can't really tell what that is. <laughs> like blob and it's my computer monitor and um yeah <laughs> but it's cute it's um, cute that's all that matters you're bringing it for the novelty i mean it's not even useful 
I mean, it could be interesting because, like, I use a Lomo Instant Square to give away photos to strangers because I like, I like mm-hmm. that. It's kind of fun to just give people photos and they get all excited about it. Nice. Um, maybe this would be kind of a bit more fun. I don't know if it'll be cheaper because Polaroid's so expensive. Is um, it? It's the same price as like regular size Polaroid, right? No, this is cheaper. It comes okay. in these, like little two packs with like 16 shots for like 20 bucks. Okay. Or like, I don't know what it is in American or Canadian dollars are terrible, but. Wait, is 16, you mean 16 Canadian dollars or 16 American dollars? No, it's, it's 16. Well, actually let's look up. Let's see here. Let's ask the internet what. Um... That's um, like five freedom flags in right. America. <laughs> five freedom flags. It's five freedom flags and one bald eagle. <laughs> you can't forget about the bald eagles. Okay, go film. Yeah, it's 20 bucks US for 16 frames. That still sounds really expensive. Well, it's Polaroid, so, um, so let's see, 19... I'm terrible at math. Divide by sixteen. It's a dollar twenty-four US a shot. Dollar twenty-five. So a buck and a quarter, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for what is like, what Fuji Instax go for? Because I think Square is like twenty bucks for twenty yeah. shots. Yeah, they still shit the bed on this one. Way to go, Polaroid. I still love you guys. <laughs> more than Fuji. Forever more than Fuji. Uh, yeah, well, so like, the, I've talked about this in other episodes and on a podcast that happened at Policon 3. Don't Google that because... <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll understand, like, the deep hatred I have for Fuji if you do, but it's because they keep killing beautiful things. Yeah. Mostly hate them for killing pack film. I feel like that was, like, an irredeemable thing that they did. And then they killed Akros, but then brought it back. And then they killed 400H, which I just started liking. And (laughs) it's like, fuck you guys. (laughs) Um, and then is it, is it Velvia or is it Provia now? I can never get it straight. Oh, I think it was the Velvia that they had to kill because it okay. gives cancer or whatever. I mean, what doesn't? I mean, yeah, the air gives cancer right now. Like, yeah. The COVID vaccine probably has cancer in it. No, it just has stem cells and fetuses and other things. Get it straight, Merlin. Okay, okay. I, I mean, I got both of them. I got the mRNA one and the um, sewer water one, AstraZeneca. <laughs> what did you call it? Sewer water. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first. That's good. I'll make it very clear. I am not an anti-vaxxer, anti-whatever. Like, I willingly got the jab because I'm so sick of this bullshit. Um, but it doesn't mean I can make, I can't not make fun of it. 
Like, you know, Absolutely. we're all kind of a little bit science experiments, but whatever. You know, <laughs> I kind of feel like my iPhone 12 is a science experiment. There's all these radios and shit on it. They don't know what that's going to do to my brain with extended use. That is true. Yeah. Oh, man. So. But yeah, um, so you started disposable cameras and then you got into PowerShot. So. Yeah. How- get into film after the power shot um i think i was just hanging out with a buddy and he was like you know what i want to try and um he like whipped out i don't know what it was like an olympus whatever or something and i was like wow that's really neat looks like one of my dad's cameras and he's like yeah uh and then he showed me like his other cameras and they were like tlrs uh, and those, you know, are very, very unique looking. Um, so I was like, cool, maybe I'll I'll try it out too. And like I said, like I started with um, like point and shoot film cameras because they were readily available at like thrift stores back then for $5. Yeah. Um, not anymore. No, not because they know, like you can't even go to Goodwill and find an off-brand film camera for more than like 10 bucks. It's crazy. Thanks, Kylie Jenner. <laughs> or no, wait, sorry, I did it wrong. Thanks, Obama. What? Wait, Obama? Why? Because isn't that what everyone blames? Like, it, it goes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, dang, man, that rabbit hole was gnarly. Like, you can't not want to try every single camera in every single medium and every single film stock, you know? So you fell down the rabbit hole, but you started with 35 and then ended up going into medium and have you gone yeah. to large format or you still kind of like... Um, the funny thing was with medium format, like I accidentally bought, I think it was Lomo in 120 and it was from like some dude off of eBay who had um advertised it as 35 millimeter and i left him like a one-star review and i was like i don't know what this is and i don't ever want to use this give me my 35 you know and then like i don't know it was probably jp or somebody who was like oh yeah that's a medium format camera here's a medium format camera for you to or here's a medium format camera for your medium format film and i was like oh okay sure but i'll probably never shoot it after and then I shot it, and I was like, I'm never going back to 35 millimeter ever again. It's like, it's just... me 35 millimeter. <laughs> yeah. So for your medium format, like, what's your what's your go-to medium format? Or do you have, like, a stable of medium format cameras that you love? I, I have a couple that I've whittled down from, like, more than a couple. <laughs> um, but now, exclusively, I'm using the Pentax. That is my favorite. Yeah, for a while it was like way camera. Man, tell me about it. That thing is heavy, but I think it's actually lighter than like the RZ, or it feels lighter anyway. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the RZ is like a legit murder weapon. (laughs) It's good for street photography though to have like a camera that has some like you know weight behind it so that if like someone's gonna fuck with you you can just sure yeah 
that's why I love my F5 so much for street photography because like you know not only does it take bomb ass photos but mm -hmm. if someone comes at me I can just like wing it <laughs> they will they will <laughs> in their tracks yeah knock some teeth loose for sure Brandy says that she made the mistake of going on a photo walk with an RZ once oh shoot for how many hours though yeah that's true never again yeah Dave says our <laughs> defense camera. <laughs> that's valid yeah I think like my home defense camera would probably be my four by five if it was on a tripod your four by five which what is that one um I've got a Wista uh, field camera it's too pretty it's too pretty to use as like a, a weapon. But if it's home defense and it's folded up, it should be okay. <laughs> right. Not not unfolded. Unfolded, it would totally it would totally die. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I will not say Dave's other comment out loud because <laughs> um, you know laws. <laughs> <laughs> Just use a tripod. Yeah, that's a good one too. Like I. I got gifted this like Manfrotto tripod that is just an absolute beast. Like that, that could definitely. Is, it, is that like the all metal one back in the nineties? Is that? It's well, it's an all aluminum one, and it comes in its own like sling bag case because like you need the case because it's like you don't just want to carry it around. Like, uh -huh. yeah. <clears throat> That's cool. <laughs> My God. <laughs> like a gangster over here <laughs> dave such a badass stanley film says i have a wood tripod that would impale people with i mean if there was a vampire attack that would be the perfect tripod to have absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like wow did i enter the camera equipment as murder weapons chat <laughs> i mean on the same token too that's how i felt when i got my first macbook pro 15 back in the day like, this is a huge hunk of fucking like i still have it and i still feel that it's a murder weapon like it's just like this huge chunk of metal and yeah I dropped it on a runway once when I was like uh, getting into a plane. I thought my bag was um, was closed and it wasn't, and it just like dented the corner and it's been fine. Like I've had this thing for like eight years. Total murder weapon. That's heavy. I remember being so heavy. Oh, it's so heavy, but mm -hmm. you know, it's a great machine. And yeah. Big Sur didn't kill it yet, so. That's I got that. Yeah. <clears throat> Your best self defense is still always leaving the situation. That's true. Oh man, Wasteproof Silver was robbed at gunpoint for a Nikon D seventy. Joke on them. That happened during the pandemic because that would have been <laughs> I mean I could understand it if it was like a time when the D seventy was still hot shit, because like I mean I took a loan out to get my D70 back in the day because like yeah. it was it was big money. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't imagine. My first DSLR too. That thing was like 900 bucks when it first came out. Yeah. Like in 2010 or whatever it was. It was bananas. Yeah, it was absolutely bananas. And I bought like the whole kit with, and then I got like an SB600 and an SB. Yes. 
do all the things and yeah um oh man enjoy the sex and i had the same macbook pro the battery blew up in my mine almost blew up and it scared the shit out of me when i found out about it because i noticed that it wasn't sitting flat when i had it on the table and i was like the fuck is going on and I opened the case up because I bought one of those like iFixit kits a while back to fix something else. And I saw that the batteries were all puffy and I was like, oh shit, that's probably not good. How Um, does that happen? Well, so I used to use this as my main machine all the time. So it would just be plugged in and hooked up to like two monitors. Mm -hmm. And charging it all the time is not really a good idea because they batteries don't like that and then just also with age like when batteries get old they just get funky and uh, lithium-ion batteries will explode eventually so you know um psa check your batteries often kids the more (laughs) (laughs) whoa someone still shoots a d50 yeah, I felt bad for those dudes. That that was like um, the guys that got all their stuff stolen. William Verbeck and um, those other, all the YouTuber kids. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, someone found some cheap gear, I'm sure. Later. <laughs> well, it just blows my mind that like I don't know what what is this black market or underground, you know. Um, I don't know, like smuggling ring that we don't know about because people are getting their shit stolen every single day and you see it being posted, but like nobody can find the stuff. So where is it going? That's what I want to know. Like, I think JP was still looking for his stuff a couple months ago. That was months after it got stolen. He still couldn't find, you know, anything. It's kind of like... So there's some like weird app sometimes. So yeah, and Dave Dave makes a great comment. Keep your serial numbers all the time. So I keep like a spreadsheet now on my OneDrive so that it's like saved somewhere all the time. And I like write all the serial numbers down of all the gear that I have because that was what saved me with my F5. Um, I didn't write it down because I didn't start thinking about this, but a friend of mine always wanted an F5 and he's like, send me pictures, send me all the pictures of it. So I took like all these photos of the F5 and one of them was a photo of the back where you could clearly see um, the serial number. And I like trolled Craigslist and Kijiji and like all like Facebook mark, all the places that I knew of to like see if the camera would show. And it was like just a bit over a month and I gave up and I was like, I'm never going to see it again. Um, and a friend of mine told me about this other app called let go that I think it's dead now, but, um, (laughs) she was like, yo, is this your camera? And it was, it was like on this totally random, like app I'd never heard of before. And so I went and confronted the dude with my serial number and camera back. Um, he was the guy that took it or he, I think his girlfriend took it. Um, Well, so there's like an irony to this, the theft of it. Um, I shoot mostly for like mental health reasons. Like it's just sort of like, it's, it's a way to exercise the demons. Mm-hmm. And I was doing this show at a gallery, which I kind of vowed I'd never do another show with because I just didn't really like them. 
but then they sent me an email being like hey we're doing like a show and we're partnering with like this mental health agency in toronto and like you know do you want to participate and i kind of felt obligated because i'm like well this is like why i shoot and like you know i guess one last show with these guys and uh so i put some some work in there and um it was like a long show we'd been there all like all evening and it was like the last like half hour or so they told us to put all of our stuff in the basement and that it'd be fine and safe in the basement because that's where all our stuff were and someone there wanted to see a copy of my book so I went down and grabbed um a copy of my book from my backpack and um I just didn't really feel like carrying my camera anymore because like I've got like all the pictures that I wanted to carry and like the F5 is a it's a beefy boy um so I, I left it with my backpack and I had my backpack open because like I pulled uh one a copy of my book out and I had two macbooks in there so it's like there's two macbooks and a bunch of other cameras in the f5 okay. and I went I was only gone like 15 minutes I went back down to like put the book back in there and when I was walking down the stairs I noticed these two girls that were like walking up the stairs that looked like kind of like they were not up to, and I was like hey like are you one of the artists and they were like ah, and they kind of like ran away I didn't think anything of it but when I got down there camera was gone and I was just like what the fuck and I like I thought maybe I misplaced it and put it somewhere else there and um yeah it just really um it really fucked me up and then when I was like messaging this dude about the the camera the username was like a, a girl's a username and he kept being like, Oh, like my, I'm selling this for my girlfriend. And like, you know, just, um, you know, she, she set all this stuff up. So I think it was like one of them that took it, but mm. it just kind of sucked. And like, I kind of like lost it on him about it. Cause he's like, Oh, sorry, bro. I didn't steal it. And I'm like, well, someone fucking did. Now we're here. And like, yep. you know, you have my camera and you're a total fucking stranger to me. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, bro. I'm like, no, you shut the fuck up. Like, you know, you don't get to talk anymore on this one. You just listen to me now. Um, and I just like, you know, you obviously know who took this and like, you know, if, if you do talk to them, like, you know, hopefully they can get the help they fucking need. But like, we have a camera store here in Canada, which sucks called Henry's. And um, I was like, you know, if they need to fucking steal shit, tell them to steal from fucking Henry's instead of Henry's. Like, at least they have like some sort of like fucking loss prevention or something. But like, if you're stealing from a person, that sucks. Cause like, I've seen some comments of having insurance <clears throat> on the thread here, but the problem with insuring like old gear, unless you're like having a fucking Leica or like Hasselblad or some shit like that on there, most insurance companies are going to give you fuck all for an icon. So like, you know, having insurance makes sense if you have like brand new digital gear and you're covering like all this other stuff or like really, really expensive film stuff. But like, you know, for, for, general film stuff that we most have um you know it it doesn't make a lot of sense mm -hmm. um and the cops didn't give a fuck like them and like when i gave them the values they're like oh yeah whatever check pawn shops and i was like cool fuck you yep the police <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah sorry i want to this is for no. Oh, you um, that's 
I mean, that's horrific and it sucks, but I'm I'm glad you got it back. Have you ever had any of your shit stolen? Dude, you like if I answer that truthfully, I'm gonna get all my shit stolen. So no. Okay, you better break. Yeah, I've never. But you know someone that has, so you can live vicariously through JP. So sure, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I was very sad when I saw the news of his stuff. That was a. Yeah, and it's only gotten worse. I'm. I, well, yeah, um, you know, his shit and then the YouTubers with all of their stuff. And even when you know not to put things in your car, um, like it doesn't matter because they're just breaking in anyway just to see if you have anything. That sucks too. Like they'll just smash your windows to take a peek. So. Well, yeah, and that, that's it. And like Dave made some comments here of like, you know, his gear always comes with him. And um, <laughs> I, I'm the same way. And like... <clears throat> I would like to take more gear with me when I'm like just driving around in general. Cause like, there's like a book project I've been working on. And if I had my gear just sitting in the car all the time um, and I saw stuff as I was driving around, I could go take pictures of it. But then on the same token, there's days where it's like, I don't really see anything that's interesting, but I don't want like have to have my backpack and like two low pro bags, like lugging around with me every time I'm like fucking leaving my car for, more than five minutes like yeah well i put i put like my four by five in um one of those like rollies oh, the yeah. hard rollies and like what kind of rollie did you get for it um so my partner got me that what how do you i don't know how to say it. is it a nano a nook a nook um, i don't know yeah it's like a pelican it's like a pelican but without the pelican price someone stole your catalytic converter oh <laughs> yeah what? yeah well <laughs> i was uh they almost stole my catalytic converter um like my my window my bedroom window faces the garage where i park my car and my car was outside that night it was like 5 a.m the sun was already out people were fucking walking their dogs and um i hear this this noise that sounds like like metal scraping on metal and i'm like oh it's you know, my neighbor who likes to work on cars, but it's fucking five in the morning. And then it just like persisted. And I was like, what the heck? So I got up and I looked out the window and I see like, here's my car. Right. And all I see is a head like poking out, like, like kind of just peeking. I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like banging on my window. I see the guy rolling out and like just running away. So like I, I go down there and I was like, my catalytic converter is like hanging off. So he already, like, was halfway through sawing, you know, sawing it off on one side. And then I turned the car on, not knowing that that's what a catalytic converter did was, like, <laughs> I still don't know. It just, car was like, rah, rah. yeah, it, like, woke up the whole neighborhood and I was like, god damn. <laughs> so, what kind of car did you have? It was, like, a, a really old 2012, maybe, twenty no, 2006 Honda. That's oh. not my my partner's car but um yeah so it was like we took it to the um the muffler shop and every car that came through was because they had their catalytic converter stolen too oh that's so, yeah yeah that's i guess that's the new that's a new thing maybe it's not i don't know but i haven't had that but someone stole the fucking chrome exhaust tip off of my car and it's like, mm -hmm. the stock Volvo 
one. I didn't even <laughs> notice. Like, I just noticed one day, I'm like, why is my fucking exhaust all rusty and shit? And then yeah. I looked at other pictures I had of my car, and I was like, oh, yeah, my car used to have, like, a chrome tip on it. And... That's just so weird. That's just, like, somebody not wanting to go to AutoZone or whatever, pick up that part. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm too broke to go to Pep Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cat thing, that, that's, like, fucking brutal in the u.s right now Um, it is yeah that sucks yeah my buddy chris vister like after i told him he was like dang that sucks dude and then a week later he's like they got me too oh (laughs) great i met him at the film padea um in 2019 nice yeah that was a lot of fun yeah he's he's a good person he's funny yeah i mean all part of the community like you know there's so many great folks in the the film community that's that's wild um yeah (laughs) seeing a lot of comments that shit's crazy in san francisco right now it is it sucks (laughs) um i so the one thing that i did kind of get a kick out of though in the news during like the pandemic when y'all got like locked down though was like all the wildlife taking the city back. I don't know if I saw that. What? What? Oh, you mean like the bears and the mountain lions? Well, like the coyotes, like running through downtown and shit. Oh, yeah, that's more like the. Um, I don't know what that would be equivalent to in uh, in Canada. Like, like San Francisco is downtown Vancouver. And then do you guys have any, like, bougie mountain um, or, like, seascape cities or towns around there? Oh, yeah. There's, like, West Vancouver and North Vancouver and Coal Harbor. And um, we're having, like, wicked bad coyote issues in Stanley Park right now, which is, like, our (laughs) central park kind of thing, where they actually had to, like, shut down the park after seven now. Um, Because, like the coyotes have been like harassing and attacking people. Like they bit some dude in the ass while he's doing yoga. He's no. to get around. <laughs> it sounds awful, but also hilarious. Like I would probably pay money to like <laughs> coyote pace dude doing yoga. Oh man. Well, yeah, I guess those neighborhoods are equivalent to the ones that are being overrun again by wildlife, but not like, san francisco san francisco because it's it's kind of like a concrete jungle there's really no greens and no parks not big parks anyway but yeah um it's 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 been wild it's been a wild year it yeah well it's been a wild like two years like it feels like 2020 didn't even happen in a way yes because it's just like you know there was like 2019 and then five years later it was 2018 (laughs) yeah i'm really hoping that like delta and covid and everything like calms its tits down by like next year because i would like to go back to the bay area or policon bay area next year which usually happens in the springtime and i feel like places like san francisco like would be safe to travel to I mean, I think today we reported like 81% of the population has been vaccinated, like fully vaccinated. Yeah. So it's fine. But 
you know, it's like all the other places in America. Yeah, like Texas. Uh, Idaho apparently is doing extremely well. Um, I saw some memes going around about like how it started and how it's going. And I guess like a while back, they were like, you know, parents were getting their kids to like burn masks and burning barrels because they're like, Idaho is safe. And it's not now. It's they're like having some massive issues. So yeah wild and yeah like the the last place i traveled to in the u.s was san francisco like i was there for policon bay area the weekend that it started shutting down because of covid that was like such a fucking trip jeez um edwards as when is policon it's usually in the springtime i think is when they do the um the policon bay area stuff so and like yeah. the in the bay area instant films are like film society they do like photo walks and shit all the time so mm-hmm. you, you can check that out um because it's definitely worth it <laughs> brandy says she got lost in the tenderloin once and had no idea where she was and only thing <laughs> it was even called that because it was randomly following people and taking their photos and a friend saw the images and said, oh my God, were you in the tenderloin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a place you want to kind of wander around. No. Almost. Yeah. But, I mean, it's got, I don't know like how it was when you were there, but there's like, like encampments now and it's usually where all of the, uh, the breakouts are of, of like our COVID cases and stuff. And like, um, cause I work in the Department of Public Health and like our emergency response dude, like had to respond to a, it was an SRO, which is like single room occupancy hotel for like lower income people or, or sometimes like homeless people. Um, so they get placed into these SROs and one of them was COVID positive, decided to turn their SRO into a meth lab, produce oh, yeah. and then sell it, right? And so all these people were like going in and using in in that guy's SRO and then it turned into like a, a super spreader event as well as like, you know, a meth lab. So I'm like, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> yeah, that that's wild. And someone's saying, watch out for poop in the streets. That's true. I heard that there's like a poop app for San Francisco. What? Yeah, there's like an app where like people can be like saw poop this corner and you can like, you know, get poop warning. Um, but you also if you own animals, you have to watch out for that kind of shit, too, because this is happening in Toronto. And I think um, to a degree, a little bit in some areas here in Vancouver, um, where pets have been dying because they go to parks and they eat poop that uh, drug users have pooped out. And oh, shit. And then the dog, the dogs overdose because of the drug poop. Oh my god! So they're eating human feces. Yeah. That's so nasty. Well, I mean, dogs love poop. Dogs love poop. I didn't know that. That makes me uh, sad. This is what my face is conveying. <laughs> you you haven't owned, you haven't owned a dog yet, eh? No, I have not. Oh man. Well, if you ever decide to own a dog, get ready for like poop everywhere they they love eating poop the there's, there's just 
explosion. So owning an animal is a very rich experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's lots of uh, crazy wild stuff that um, no one will tell you about. But um, yeah, it's a hell of an experience, you know. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> but man, that, that's crazy. So what kind of stuff do you, like, what do you do in your day job then? Oh, man. Yeah, I've been, like, super burnt out lately, and I haven't been on any kind of social media, and that's why, like, our communication was kind of sparse leading up to all this, so I apologize for that. But no um, it's kind of been all hands on deck with COVID since March, like uh, two years ago. <laughs> um, but now we're kind of normalizing going back to our own stuff. And I do like part of what I do is um, like the massage and body art aspect of things. What what did someone say? AP just said Han adopted me because I'm potty trained. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think JP's probably still a work in progress. I get the feeling that he might not be as potty trained as he thinks he is. Forever, man. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so part of what I do is uh, I, I kind of regulate the massage and body art um, industry, but then part of that is also like combating human and sex trafficking and that's kind of what I was like prepping for the litigation stuff of the um the sex trafficking side of things so kind of burnt out kind of tired so I'm, like I know kind of how it is in in Canada in fact and stuff but like in the states is it where like it's illegal for the Johns to like pay for the stuff but it's not illegal for the people to provide the service yes it's fucking backwards like we'll go in and i mean it's like we'll go and we'll go into these raids with pd and like svu and you know other people or other agencies and like the johns are all there with sorry their dicks out and stuff and like you know the women are like oh we're just offering massages completely naked right but then the cops will be like all right you know women you have to stay behind because you're going to get cited john's just put on your clothes and go home to your fucking wives so so the, oh, the john's don't get in shit no they don't get that's what you said right they don't get in oh, trouble no. the other way around here oh oh oh, oh. Dudes can get in trouble, not, I think. Also, when the SVU people show up, is it like, dun, dun? They, they carry around that soundtrack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> myself. I fucking love that show. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, what you're saying then is you've seen some shit. Oh, yeah, I have. I think the... I'm pretty sure I can talk about it because it's already going to do litigation. I mean, I don't know. It's explicit. Like, is this is this photo photo chat worthy? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's whatever we want to chat about. Um, it's getting yeah, so, is the photographer. <laughs> um, I, the first like big sting that I went out on, uh, 
like we went to this huge brothel and like the hard part about these things is like we we send in our own decoy and then pd also sends in their own decoy but they do it beforehand it's kind of like to verify like this is still a brothel it's active this is how many players are part of it so that when we go in there we know and we're kind of like you know preparing for the type of people that we could run into so we sent in our decoy and he was like oh it's kind of slow today um you know like radioing back to us and stuff um and then so like we go in there and it's me and one dude and he's like all right you take the left and i'll take the right um it's slow there's only like two women working um so we shouldn't find anything and the first door i open is like the 70 year old woman she's like on her knees and like she just you know she's she's down there um servicing like a big old russian dude oh. and like i come in and i'm like oh this is so awkward like because I, I, I want to turn away, but I can't because it's part of my job to document what you're doing. And also my camera doesn't have flash and it's really dark in there. So like, can you can you not move real quick while I get this photo? Um, and so she's like- <laughs> answer Dave's question because Dave was wondering if you get to take pictures while you're doing that work. Yes, I have to take pictures while I'm doing that work. Do they not give you like a really fast, like this, this should be like no. why you get 1.4 like wide angles so you can like get in there and just be like, pow, pow. They're government, they're like cannon power shot. <laughs> yes, you know, or the like, you, you should get them to buy you an infrared camera so you can just like go in there and like do Ouija shots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or like even, I don't know, like body cams to record things. But so like she, you know, she like pulls away and the guy's like, uh we weren't doing anything <laughs> and i'm like okay well how about she answer some questions it's i'm like, like hey who's this guy well <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like who is this guy and she's like and i was like no like like answer me like what's your name what's your relation to him what's his relation to you whatever and she's like when she grabs a cup that's on the nightstand she goes You like you literally got there just at like, and I was like, Bleh. okay, I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> yeah, um, so that was wow. interesting. I mean, there's a lot of comments here saying you should just use an iPhone. They have a very great camera. Um, you know, I guess and you know what has like even better low light stuff. Apparently. No, like you guys don't understand. This is government. I have an iPhone six for work that's what they gave me i thought i thought they were like i don't know doing some kind of funny initiation when they gave me that shit i was like this is it's like 20 you know i think when i started it was like 2019 we're on like the iphone 50 or something and they handed me this you know tiny six so i was like no that's not real but that's the that's the kind of stuff that i'm working with like wow. no I, I don't have any equipment <laughs> You know, getting on that police budget, those guys probably have like all the money. They do. Whereas Han captured the decisive moment. That was nasty. It was so gross. Wow. I mean, yeah, I know. Something that like, sticks with you. <laughs> like, you've just told me the story, and like, that's something that I will probably okay. never forget. 
And there's a funny thing here. JP's like, can you make a zine from the busts? And there's like a double entendre to that one because it's like you're busting things, but like right. Russian dude also busts. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He did. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's... it's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this could like be really good material to like write a book or something at, at like a, a later time. I think, I think, you know what, they used to, they as in like news crews used to follow around SFDPH and like PD when they did their sting. So it's like somewhere on YouTube, like a couple episodes of this. Wow. Yeah. Someone's asking, what did you do when everything was shut down in the city? Like, were, were these places still open? Absolutely. Yeah. They just went like further underground. Like even our Johns couldn't couldn't access them because they they would like do things where like you know now you had to have a passcode that had to be texted to you by one of the um like the the women working um and like we couldn't we couldn't for whatever reason like do that the attorneys are, no that's, that's way beyond like our scope of you know jurisdiction stuff damn yeah. So you're like your decoy guys. They can't, they can't like go all the way and not get. They can't go all the way. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. probably really disappointing for a few of them. Yeah, the ones that sign up are like, we're really ready for this. I'm like, yeah, they're like government job to like do. It's like no, it's not like that, bro. Here's your iPhone five, and like you know you're gonna have <laughs> the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you use your practice to escape from these things that you you see at work at all? What? What do you mean? Like, elaborate on that. Like when when you're done, like doing the work thing, and you're like, I'm gonna go bust out the medium format baddie and take some photos. Like, you know, do you? Um, use that as a way like is as like a therapeutic way to like sort of process what you've happened to work or do you like use any of the things you've experienced at work to like fuel your practice at all hmm. um no unfortunately not like because i get so burnt out especially you know like with large cases like this um because like there's just so much to do to prep for the litigation that i I'm so exhausted by the time that I'm home and I'm just like, I just want to sleep. And then on the weekends, I'm like, I would love to just also catch up on more sleep. So there's very little of any shooting when I'm preparing for uh, a case. Um, yeah. But I will say that like photography in general has been really good for me because I didn't really have like hobbies that I, I dove into a really long time. And, um, you know, I kind of just stuck with, it would be like fads, if anything, like, I don't know, what, what was the thing? Like a Tomagotchi? Like, I feel like, How many you know. you kill? Oh my God, so many. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's why, I, I, that's probably subconsciously why I know I cannot have a dog. I'm just like, mm-mm. It's just like, you know, you, there's all these buried Tamagotchis in the background. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P., dude. <laughs> I killed a couple of them, too, yeah. 
just a couple. That's that's good. But no, yeah, like I couldn't stick with anything long enough. And then like this happened and um yeah, it's been it's been nice. It's been nice to like have things to look forward to because you know like you have ideas for projects or you want to shoot pe people and you want to like hang out with people who also like what you like so i've been uh, very pick up like a like a rico like gr3 or something to just have with you and you can just like bust out <laughs> street photos when because that, that could be, like, an interesting opportunity to, like, get some grimy street photos, like, when you're, like, preparing yeah. raids and stuff like that. Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. Um, I'm, like, I don't I don't want it to get confiscated. Because if they found out, like, I was doing that, they could subpoena um, the... the um, no, no, not the, photos, like, inside the raid, but just, uh, like, you know, before the raid and, like, you know, in the neighborhoods and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, These are my hot buddies. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Don't. Things like that. Um, <laughs> no, just be kind of like, you're, you're probably going to like different neighborhoods yeah. and stuff all the time. Like that could be an interesting thing to like, even use like disposables could be kind of cool for that. Right. Like have yeah. that grimy look. I, you know, it would be like kind of perfect. The Lomography reusable um, disposable. Mm, okay. Like yeah. a nice wide lens to it. And right. If they did confiscate it from you, like worst thing, you just lose the roll of film, like here. Right. Yeah. Roll of film and like fifteen bucks. No, that reminded me. Do you follow um Charles? I think he's like Charles dot WTF or something. No. But he he like recently posted um a photo of. Uh, one of the places that we shut down in 2018 and it was like the green door and I think their logo was like come for oriental happy time or something like that I have a phone right. green door it's like right by, right by the tunnel right yes fuck yeah I do <laughs> dude yeah I mean like yeah I, I shut her down in 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 28 or like you know our team did in 2018 oh, it was like kind of a sad story but like we walked in. It's been around for so long. Oh my god, so long! It's like a historic site, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. So, how do you feel about ruining that lady's life? <laughs> no, I do feel really bad. Like she had, she had, um, she ended up getting it was either like throat or like cheek cancer, something really bizarre, and it was because like she was using so many like i don't know what it was like medical grade um uh what the fuck do you call it um mouthwash like just really potent mouthwash because of what she was doing um and uh yeah then she ended up getting cancer and then she ended up like losing her house and having to live there but like when we went in like you know she was she was busy for for a freaking like I think she was 72 God. she had like coming in we were raiding it like five guys came in and PD was like we're like right here dude you know <laughs> like chill out yes, but... we thought cops got lonely too <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that one that one I do feel really bad about because I mean like they're 
know, people do what they have to do, right? I don't know. Like, I, I kind of am just like, well, if it's not a public nuisance, really, and people are making the decision to put themselves in, you know, these types of situations, like the Johns, I mean, like to possibly catch some kind of sexually transmitted disease, like that's on them. I mean, that might be like, you know, justice in and of itself. Why are we going to, um, like you said, you know, like ruin somebody's life? But. Yeah. I don't get paid. I remember like going past that place a ton of times. Cause like whenever I would stay in San Francisco on my own dime, I would stay at the Green Tortoise Hostel in like the stripper area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's hella cheap. Like it's hotels are fucking expensive in san francisco yes um but it was like along a corridor where i'd uh, like to go to like work and stuff like that i would like pass by the green green door all yeah the time. and yeah that was a cool building it was yeah i mean it's still standing and i i think there's like squatters in there now but yeah yeah that's what a small world like you know yeah uh, this is cool. what I like about the chat though is like you never know what kind of things you're going to learn about the person you're you're chatting with or or what they do like you know it's uh it's fascinating all the different things we do outside of photography. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I dig I dig this uh this chat. As in like you were ongoing chats. How how did you get into that then? Like the this is something that line of work? Yeah. Oh. I mean, so it's like it's really weird. They categorize it as environmental health. It has nothing to do with the environment. It's more like public health and safety, right? Okay. Um and like one of the things that you could do if you went into environmental health is like be a food inspector. But that's fucking like I'd blow my brains out if I had to do that. I hate I hate doing that. It's the worst. <laughs> you know, some sometime in the distant future, a food inspector who is also a hobby photographer <laughs> is gonna <laughs> this episode <laughs> and just be like, My career is bullshit. <laughs> some people love it. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> um I think yeah. I'd rather like see it a Russian dude blow his load and run into like gnarly, dirty food all the time yeah. yeah dude i've like i've walked in on like literal pimps like just you know sauntering around a massage establishment i'm like this like, is not this is like the whole outfit dude it's crazy it's crazy i'm like oh my god this is bananas this is my life i love it <laughs> it's so fun <laughs> And then, like, you have to act like you don't know what's going on, because, because, like, you know, you need you need PD to go in there, like, to get the evidence and stuff. And um, like, he's like, "Oh no, baby, don't worry, I'm just here visiting for the day." And I'm like, "All right." Also, you in like a purple velour suit, it's like 80 degrees out. <laughs> you got gold teeth. I don't know. I'm not trying to. It's like, it's yo, like I'm yeah, it's like I'm in a toque and I'm burning up right now, and you're like, fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, suffice to say, fun job. You went to school for environmental studies, and in... I went to school. I looked at rocks. 
I studied geology and biology. <laughs> wow. So yeah. school Han, had no foresight into like what adult yeah. Han is doing now to pay for medium format film. Correct. Oh man! Wow, I I would I think you so far have have gotten the award for most interesting job a guest has had so far. Um, Yeah, you win that one for sure. No, I I don't know if that's a good thing though. (laughs) A great thing. Like, um, yeah. I think I'm just saying that because, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, at a point where I'm like, this, this just sucks. I hate it. <laughs> but what like, would cause, yeah. What would I rather do? Yeah. Man. Any job in the world, or like anything in the world, what would you do? <clears throat> I could like get paid whatever I wanted. Like I would, I would be paid well. Um, I just want to read books in bed all day. Is that a thing? I, I mean, if you could find a sugar daddy, <laughs> you could probably make that happen. <laughs> you would just have to send him probably like feet pictures while you're like reading the books or something. That is doable. Feet. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> would that so would that be something that would fall under your category though in your work that you could get busted for? <laughs> I I think feet is okay. Like there's explicit language on on what areas of your body you can and cannot show. And uh feet is not mentioned, so neither are ankles. So good for us ankles i've never thought about that before but i'm sure that like that's probably a kink for some people out there um I mean, I, yeah some people a book editor or critic would would be that but see like that would be work though because you're not just getting paid to read you're getting paid to read and then you have to write scathing reviews of like right you know. yeah i don't, I don't want to do any evaluations i just want to be like i i read that book check mark done thank you next you know, yeah. that's it. That would be my dream job. I mean, I could totally feel that because like my dream job would just to be like paid to drive around in a van and talk to people. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And eat good food. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. JP says read books for audiobook co. But then that's work because like you're not reading in your head. You have to like read it out loud and that would probably get annoying at some point. What does that mean? Like I'm reading books like like for Audible, those those narrators? Yeah, so it's like someone would be listening to you reading that book. Oh, then I have to like like have an accent when they require it. I can't do that. Or it's like someone calls you. It's like you know you're you're like reading this book, and it's like yeah, what the fuck off? Like I'm in the middle of reading this fucking book right now. Anyways, back to the book. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that'd actually be kind of funny. That oh yeah, Mister uh, Silver says I used to edit books on tape. That was boring. Um, yeah, I mean, 
it jp's like do you not read your books out loud i think most of us who have like graduated beyond like a grade one kindergarten level <laughs> don't really read out loud anymore <laughs> <laughs> sorry jp <laughs> I do like i do mouth the things out when i'm reading books i'll like kind of yeah so yeah reading in public because i do capture that sometimes so it's like I'm like 50% of the way to reading out loud when I'm reading books yeah. so, uh, I'm sorry Dave I'm sorry <laughs> yeah well that's different if you're reading books out loud to somebody that's not reading really out loud that's you're reading a book to somebody so like you're telling them a story yeah that's adorbed. I also, so I, sometimes when I'm writing, I will like speak out the words when I'm writing things down. Like, like you're going to write a sentence and then you, you speak it out the entire sentence. That's what you mean? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's okay. I just think anything that JP does is okay to criticize, you know, but that's just my take. Dave's like, oh, so I'm not somebody if I read to myself? I mean, it, it depends how many somebodies you are housing at the moment. Like, you know, you could be somebody <laughs> if you're reading to yourself. Yeah, that, that would um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Someone said reading Rainbow. I mean, LeVar Burton, that's a national treasure right there. That, that man's a gift. Yes. Should have should have been chosen to host Jeopardy, but yeah, racists. I mean, <clears throat> sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> Maybe the next next round. I mean, it, it was a terrible tragedy. Like Alex Trebek was, uh, yeah, was a gem, and uh, you know Will Ferrell did a fantastic job um, impersonating him on SNL. I don't think I've ever seen that. Did you really? Oh my god, you've never seen the Will Ferrell? Oh, no, no. You need to look that shit up because yeah. there is an amazing fucking Will Ferrell is is Trebek and then uh Daryl Hannah is Sean Connery and there's this like <laughs> back and forth between the two of them that is just chef's kiss. It's so Wait, Carol Hannah, the actress, right? She's playing Sean Connery. No, no. Um, Daryl Hannah, the um, he's like a longtime SNL comedian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might know who you're talking about, but yeah, he, he's a great impersonator. It was great. And then, um, you know, rest in peace, Norm Macdonald played Burt Reynolds on it a few times, and uh, yeah, his Burt Reynolds was like pretty on. Yeah, Daryl Hammond. Sorry. Yeah, I fucked that up. Completely wrong. Um, in the ballpark, though, so close enough. I'll pick it up. Yeah, where he's got this one where it's like you know it's it's album covers, and he's like, I had an idea for an anal bum cover once. It would have made me millions. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, most of what he says to Trebek, I probably can't say on the live, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, suck it, Trebek. <laughs> suck it, Trebek. 
It's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for sharing so much. I had no idea that the, the chat would have gone the direction it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it, it was fun. It was really fun. I, I really appreciate you asking me to be on this. I mean, there are so many good ones, you know. I oh. love I was like ecstatic to see that you had so many female um, photographers on here. And it was like, even before the whole, you know, feature more or just be more inclusive thing was happening. Like there was already forethought from you. So I really appreciate that. <clears throat> it was mostly because um, when I look at a lot of the like YouTuber stuff out there and things like that, it's just a lot of like bro downs and I really enjoy, like, you know, hearing a bunch of bros jerking off about how much they love their gear and stuff like that. Um, just never really found it that interesting. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to look for different perspectives and, and hear from, like, more interesting people. And, like, you know, I am very lucky to know so many amazing female photographers, even before the amplification started uh which you know danielle who who was bigging this up earlier mm -hmm. um, it's it's amazing what she started with the um uh wednesday um you know film shooter thing um you know i i'm glad to see that there's more of that happening and um you know, even just like the idea started coming too from like hearing from uh, female model friends complaining about like what their experiences were like shooting with a lot of like male um, yeah. male photographers and just how a, a lot of them are just like I probably won't shoot with like men that often anymore though and like you know preferring to shoot with more female photographers and so um, I just wanted to hear a, a more diverse perspective um, so I, I make an effort to spread things out a little bit and get different people in and and even like um not just photographers so like i've been I've, I've had a few people on who whose practices were kind of like photography adjacent um mm -hmm. like they weren't photographers per se but they like used cameras in their like practice and things like that um because i thought it would be neat to sort of just hear more of that um because um yeah, you can only hear so many times like what's your favorite film stock and like right. focal length what is your favorite film stock man <laughs> it's probably portra 400 begrudgingly that begrudgingly portra 400 i just I, I mean like i still don't get the hype but at the same time i do you know it's it's because it's so consistent that i love it so much Portrait is like you can just abuse it so much. Yeah. And it'll yeah. always give you something nice. Right. Um, I do like the 400, but I've been digging to 800 a little yeah. bit more. That's um, like big money. Yeah, it's, it does have a really cool look to it, though, when you... Um, when you overexpose it. Um, but if you do like Portra and you don't like the Kodak prices, 
The Lomo 400 has really impressed me a lot. Yes. I really yeah. like their their whole color series too. But I don't yeah. know. Like right now, I'm just so angry at Lomography. Um, Lomography. Dude, the, the whole, the whole um, what is it? Lomograph walk back. Like, weren't they supposed to send it out sometime this week or maybe next week? And like, it's it's been radio silence. But. But every single YouTuber has gotten their hands on it. I'm like, ah, should I just start a YouTube channel just so I can fucking try out the Lomo Graph Lock? Even though I pre-ordered it, it's kind of like one of those things where I think they're putting more PR into spreading the word about it. But then no one really has the final product yet. So when they I gotta agree with, with Dave's comment there. Graph lock is a joke. I love Lomography. I'm sorry, Birgit. Um, but I just don't I don't feel the hype on the graph lock back thing. Because it's just like um, if if you're gonna if you want to shoot in stacks in the um, in a 4x5, you can just do what Dave's been doing for years. Mm-hmm. Just like load it in a thing and it'll work better than the graph lock because the graph lock back is it's like set back too and so there's like a bunch of weird funky shit with it so um i'm not super disappointed with them in in that um oh a bunch of people you can find the podcast version of these chats on um apple Podcasts, spotify google amazon um audible i think they're on like pretty much all of the um podcast platforms i'm usually like a episode or two behind on um doing the download things because i have a really kludgy process for it it's like i download the igtv so that i could upload it to youtube and then i use it program to steal the mp3 from the youtube (laughs) the thing and it's um oh just if you uh, search photography chat with Merlin on Spotify it should come up on Spotify or the Apple Music um, or Apple Podcasts it's there I promise it is um, yeah but I'm usually behind on doing the updates because like I do all this by myself and it's yeah. for fun um, but yeah like um, I could see why people would be grumpy at Lomo for for that, but I like their films a lot. Like, I do, but I'm not gonna say it out loud for a while. I'm still salty. <laughs> and they might they might do four by five film. They've teased it with preloaded light leaks too. No, maybe I don't know. I mean, you could like light leak it when you're like fucking loading it in the thing. No, um, I'm I'm always getting light leaks. With on your their yes. Wait, on my one? Which which film do you get light leaks with on medium format? Yeah, hundred. Suck. Yeah, uh, and they're like the lead or the leader is so short. That's why. Okay, so let me repreface my statement of liking Lomography. I like <laughs> Lomography film a lot because I primarily only shoot thirty-five millimeter with it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the times that I have shot 120 with it, I want to like fucking kick it. <laughs> like, 
galactic <laughs> to Will Ferrell's dog in Anchorman. Like, it just makes me so angry sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I did... I don't need to buy any 120 film because I have, like, way too much. Like, um, a local store here... <laughs> Dave's like, Lomo can eat a fart. <laughs> um, <clears throat> a local store here had a big stock of um, Pro 400H, and I bought, like, oh. 12 Pro Packs of it. Um, Before the uh, spike? Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I got it for, like, nine bucks a roll. Ooh. Yeah. And then I got suckered in because I saw that... Um, Ben from the Instagram. Yeah. He was like sharing that Sinistil Red Rum stuff. Yeah. Like the the uh, film that got fucked up and mm -hmm. now Red Scale. I bought a bunch of that too. So I'm good with 120. Lomo won't get my money for 120 for a while. <laughs> oh man, Lomo. Yeah. It's not. It's an all right film, and I love Kodak too. They just charge so much goddamn money lately. I know, dude. It just it doesn't make sense. Like that's kind of where I'm at now. Like, well, rather questioning. Like, at what price point will it just not make sense anymore per roll to shoot them? So uh, I don't know. I think it's getting there, man. It's, it's getting close. Yeah, and um, like before when I was developing my own stuff it was it was okay like i wasn't really paying attention to price hikes for film because i was like well I'll make up for it you know by being my own lab and scanning everything myself but now that i'm sending everything out it just i don't um, know static is asking if kodak pro image 100 is any good yes it is good i've pro heard it 100 is like it's beautiful it has like this like creaminess to it and this really nice grain. Um, yeah, it's good. I like the, the pro 100. Um, it's a great film and a bunch of people were saying you should be my co-host podcasting, but <laughs> um, I don't do this in a real podcast style, so I can't. And you know. you're, you're a one man show it <laughs> photography chat with Merlin sounds better than photography chat with Merlin and so-and-so. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, but maybe one day we could do like a different kind of podcast where it's just like, you know, um, what's... Just hot takes and we just say everything that <laughs> you shouldn't say on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, like the anti-photography podcast. <laughs> everything about... Everything not about photography, but only talking exclusively with, to photographers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Actually, <laughs> that would be fun. That would be kind of funny. I uh -huh. with that. Um, Brandy says that she needs film to survive. I kind of agree with that, but like, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I've moved to T Vancouver now from Toronto, and mm -hmm. I. Have found a lab here that I really like or trust so I'm still sending all of my stuff back to Toronto and that means like instead of like shooting a roll or two and dropping it off I'm like you know saving up 20 or 30 rolls and then just bending over when I get the invoice for how much oh. it is and it's just like oh. I can't even imagine oh my god are you getting it scanned too all of your stuff or are you scanning stuff oh my I goodness 
scanning so much. <laughs> I know. It's the worst. It really is. You, you, should, you do your scans. Do you want to see the stupid setup that I have just to kind of yes. make it a little bit efficient? I don't yes. I don't want to turn my camera. Oh, oh no, I figured it out. Okay, look. So I have this for four by five. Okay. What is that? The Epson V six hundred? The eight the eight fifty. Oh look at you <laughs> And then I have this and this for fucking one twenty and thirty five, if I ever even shoot one thirty five. Dude, how do you hate scanning? You have like all of the good scanning. It's definitely worse. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make anything faster. It just makes things sharper. <laughs> like, and I get like you know large ass raw files, but I'm still waiting. I don't know, fucking forever for for one roll just to scan. And it's annoying, like on the uh, the cool scans, because the film holders will only take um, like two uh, two frames. So you have to cut it all weird first off. And you huh? can't just feed it into the machine. You have to use the film holders. Huh. So they like downtown camera who I use, they don't really charge that much more to do the dev scan. Like oh, it's good. like Canadian like American it'd be like twelve bucks a roll for a dev and scan, basically. Okay. Um, so it's just like I've worked out like I know what my cost per hour is mm -hmm. and it's like this and this is how i used to justify things when i was married too is i figured out what my value per hour is and i would apply it to things like mowing the lawn i fucking hated mowing the lawn and if i could pay someone less than what my time was worth based off of my calculation to do the lawn then that's still a net savings so <laughs> <laughs> i use this with my ex-wife to justify having a lawn dude because i fucking hated mowing the lawn I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's 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 a very. I think everyone should spend some time and figure out, like you know, what your hourly worth is, yeah. um, because then it allows you to justify being lazy with a lot of other things. Um, <laughs> and I've applied that to um, film development and scanning, because I really I like developing film. It's fun. It's mm -hmm. fun. I just hate scanning so much. I think it's to a point where I was just like, I hate it all. <laughs> but yeah. well, I guess it's time to go back to digital then. Name a price, man. Buy everything. All right. Buy it. Buy it all from me. I'm done. I you were selling the scanner recently, or that was a different one. I'm sorry. What was that? I thought you were selling a scanner recently. I was, and then my dad was like, hey, I have all these negatives from, you know, like a million years ago from my scanner. And I was like, hey, guess what? I have an extra scanner for you. So I'm going to bring the 8,000 um, and let him use it until he's finished with whatever he needs to scan. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we went a bit over. I'm sorry about that. You... It was fun. You had a hard stop, but it looked like you were having fun. So yeah, absolutely. I didn't want to stop you there, but this was really great. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting out with me and sharing your stories and your adventures. <laughs> I know this might have been a disjointed conversation for some people because we were kind of all over the place. Can you imagine like someone just jumping in and they're like, "Wait, what's going on? I thought this was a photo chat." <laughs> <laughs> 
Like she got mouth cancer. <laughs> That's, That's why you don't drink Blix. Exactly. Never drink Blix. Sometimes though, I think Fomapan has a really beautiful anti-halation color. Like when you pre-soak Fomapan and you, it looks tasty enough to drink. Like, yeah. Oh man. I've been tempted. I guess if, if you do it, just, yeah, put it on an IP live. <laughs> someone, someone had a really great comment that I missed earlier where it was like government jobs equals no happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, just be a decoy and maybe maybe you'll get close. Yeah, maybe you could just like squeak one in there and be like, I don't know what happened. I was just doing the decoy it's thing and they just. Sorry. I slipped. It just. I mean, I used to be a public servant here too, and I realized very quickly that public servitude is just not how I'm wired so mm -hmm. yeah <sighs> out. you gotta do though yeah but thank you so much for hanging yeah. out with me and I hope that uh, you have a good sleep for your early morning thank and you thank you everyone for tuning in for this adventurous ride tonight <laughs> it was fun chatting with you um, next week I'm going to have a good friend of mine from um, the Toronto area on uh, named Jeremy Lynch. He does a lot of really interesting uh, photography and wheat pasting stuff and is a very interesting cat. So um, that'll probably be a fun chat next week. But, you said cat, like an animal? Well, it's just like, you know, it's like, hey there, you cool cat and kitten. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely a man. Um, so not a cat. I mean, he could be. I, if he wants to identify as that, I can't take that away from him. Yeah. Um, but it should be an interesting episode. And thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight and everyone for hanging out. You know, love all you guys and uh, thanks for the support. All right. Thanks, Marlon. It was really fun. It was a lot. I had a great time. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Guys, later. Bye.